In this week's market update, all eyes are on interest rates this week and next, and having risen 20% since last October's low point, investors are asking, are we now in a new bull market? Well, the traditional definition of a bull market is a 20% rise in a benchmark index like the S&P 500 or the FTSE 100. The ongoing love affair with all things AI-related has pushed the market up by that amount from October's low, so technically we are in a new bull. In reality, it's a bit more nuanced. That's because the stock market is, even by the standards of recent years, unusually weighted towards a handful of high-flying technology stocks. Pretty much all the gains in the market can be attributed to fewer than 10 companies that include the likes of NVIDIA, Google and Microsoft. Of these, NVIDIA, a chip maker with a focus on AI applications, is the standout performer and the latest addition to the trillion dollar company club as a result. Such is the excitement among investors about the potential for AI to transform the economy that NVIDIA is now trading on around 200 times expected earnings, four times the valuation it enjoyed a year ago. The exponential rise in this handful of high-performing stocks means parallels are starting to be drawn to the dot-com bubble years in the late 1990s, when markets were also pushed higher by a very narrow subset of companies. While this lasted, many investors made fortunes, but as we know, it ended badly in due course. The rest of the market is actually going sideways and has been for a year or so now. There are signs of movement, but the market remains firmly split between tech and the rest. It's tempting to look at the headline market gain and conclude that everything is hunky-dory once more, but that might be over-optimistic. The 20% definition of a bull market is a pretty blunt instrument and only makes sense if the gains are achieved across the board. That market breadth is one of the key features that investors looking for confirmation of a bull market will want to see. The other two are a better trajectory for corporate earnings and clear evidence that the interest rate cycle is poised to change direction. Starting with the first of these, earnings are still falling, but the pace of that decline is slowing and that's often a good signal for markets. It's not always an improvement in the backdrop that's required, but simply things getting less bad. Markets anticipate the future and they can do that by watching for improvements in this so-called second derivative. It's the rate of change that matters, not always a change of direction. With this in mind, it's encouraging that forecasts for earnings growth in 2023 as a whole now stand at minus 4% rather than minus 5%. Only a few weeks ago, the consensus was that earnings would decline in the double digits. Historically, a recession coincides with a mid-teens fall in earnings. Breadth is an important feature of the earnings equation too, and here too there has been a significant improvement this year. Around half of companies in the S&P 500 now enjoy rising earnings estimates. Six months ago, it was just a quarter of them. For next year, average expected earnings for the S&P 500 are $242 per share, compared with $218 this year. If that's achieved, this year's modest decline in earnings will have reversed into a pretty robust rise next year. The market always gets there first, so if earnings are bottoming out, it makes sense that shares should already be looking forward to better times. As for the other part of the equation, interest rates, there's plenty for investors to focus on this week. 
First up on Tuesday, we'll get the latest indication of where inflation is heading in the US. The expectation is that the headline rate will fall to 4.1% in May from 4.9% in April, while the underlying core rate will fall a little more slowly from 5.5% to 5.2%. That rapid move back towards the Fed's target rate of 2% is likely to give the central bank cover to leave interest rates on hold on Wednesday when it announces its latest monetary policy decision. That good news may be short-lived because markets are now forecasting one more rate hike from the Fed in July to take rates to nearly 5.5%. That is a rapid and substantial increase from the near-zero rates at the beginning of last year, and it's now taken so-called real rates, the difference between interest rates and inflation expectations, back into positive territory. Positive real interest rates mean policy is restrictive, and that is typically where central banks get to during a tightening cycle. The gap between the two measures is pretty wide currently, and it suggests that if there is a further hike in July, that will almost certainly be the last rise. That's because once policy becomes too restrictive, cracks start to show in the economy, and central banks shift their thinking from quelling inflation to supporting growth. So, Two of the three requirements for a new bull market, better earnings and falling interest rates, do now seem to be in place. All that's necessary now is for investor enthusiasm to ripple out from the AI-focused tech stocks to the broader market. Well, the jury is out on that. Only 59% of the S&P 500 is currently trading above its 50-day moving average. And the equal-weighted S&P 500 index, which gives equal prominence to the smaller companies in the index and the tech giants that dominate the headline index level, is still stuck in the sideways-moving trend channel it's been in for a year now. It's still in that channel, but look closely and things are picking up. An index of stocks favoured by retail investors, put together by Goldman Sachs, is breaking out to the upside. And a survey of investors conducted by the American Association of Individual Investors is now showing 45% of investors bullish, while only 34% are bearish. That's a significant reversal of the recent trend. Another way of looking at the market outlook is to measure the retracement of the most recent bear market. So typically, if a rally is just a counter-trend movement within an ongoing bear market, it tends to run out of steam at or below the 50% mark. Here, the evidence is mixed. If you look at the tech-dominated headline S&P 500 index, it's now retraced 63% of its 28% peak-to-trough decline last year. That's a positive sign that the current rally might be the start of a proper bull market. However, if you look at the equal-weighted S&P 500 index, then it's only retraced 39% of its decline. That doesn't yet tell us anything meaningful. This could be a bear market rally. Equally, it could be the start of a bull market. We just don't know yet. So, as we approach the halfway point in the year, we're able to look back on an apparently positive first six months, but with a lot of uncertainty still. We still don't know if the cumulative impact of interest rates will be to push the economy into recession, We don't know if outside the US, here in the UK in particular, inflation has been overcome. We don't know how company profits will fare in that environment. The theory that bull markets climb a wall of worry looks like being tested over the summer months. 
Please note that the value of investments and the income from them can go down as well as up, so you may get back less than you invest. Investors should note that the views expressed may no longer be current and may have already been acted upon. This information is not a personal recommendation for any particular investment. If you are unsure about the suitability of an investment, you should speak to one of Fidelity's advisors or an authorised financial advisor of your choice. Overseas investments will be affected by movements in currency exchange rates and investments in emerging markets can be more volatile than other more developed markets. Reference to the specific securities should not be construed as a recommendation to buy or sell these securities and is included for the purposes of illustration only. Tax treatment depends on individual circumstances and all tax rules may change in the future. Withdrawals from a pension product may not be possible until you reach age 55, 57 from 2028. This podcast may not be reproduced or circulated without prior permission. No statements or representations made in this podcast are legally binding on Fidelity or the recipients. This podcast is meant only for UK residents and does not constitute an offer or a solicitation in any jurisdiction in which it may be unlawful to make such an offer or solicitation.